The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, and welcome to our first episode of 2021. Happy New Year to you, boys. Guys, tonight's agenda, we're going to discuss 2021 so far with regards to games that have been played. We're now going to speak about the lower leagues getting stopped the next three weeks. Then we'll speak about transfers being made and then we'll talk about your favourite game from 2020, which forms basically the podcast puzzle. So we'll start then. The games so far, Callum, Hibs have had two. Livingston and Celtic. How do you think Hibs have started then in 2021 so far? Oh. Right, Very what about Hearts then, Rob? <laughs> no, it's been, a, it's been a poor start, isn't it? <laughs> confidence right now and the fact that you got you know the run that we've been on you know the, the draw with Ross County defeat to Livingston um, the defeat to Rangers hey, Ross County Ross County beat Hibs yeah, sorry Aye, the, uh, the, yeah I know <laughs> uh, the loss to Ross County there was a draw in there somewhere was there not I can't remember uh, that's the one Dun United sorry Dun United um, it's a team with not a lot of confidence is it and it's a small squad there's not much changes that that Jack Ross can really make, so yeah, I know that it wasn't. It was a weakened Celtic. I wouldn't say it was a very weak Celtic, but it was a weakened Celtic. But you know, to battle in there and come away with a point, it's probably not too bad over the course of it. I think the thing for me, Ross, is at the start of the season, me and Calum were speaking about how well Hibs are defending, and it, there was like no goals in open play. But the last sort of two months, maybe, it's a. Uh, it's the Achilles heel again that's creeping back into Hibs, isn't it? It's just defensively, it's not really been good enough. I've said it for a while, in fairness. Uh, I think your defence is, 
he's just coming back to where the, the natural abilities are honking. I think you look at Livingham, Livingham was on it. Um, the first goal, getting paid tight and trying to play offside. Good finish for the boy. Second goal, your keeper started just a Superman dive out of nowhere and lost it. There's still chances for that defence to uh, clean up there. And then the third, <sighs> not a scooby what's going on there, but um, I don't know. I think with Celtic, he's, your defence done all right because that American boy up front for Celtic, like a headless chicken just running about all over the place. Yeah. But I think it doesn't help when you bring on... Um, one of the, the ugly brothers and the first first involvement in a game is giving a free kick that leads a goal. Uh, Calm, do you feel that defensively though Hibs are just getting punished for the like 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 Ross is saying there, you know, McGinn gives away a a free kick and we get punished for it. You think of is it all these little mistakes just getting punished or do you think that do you know what I'm trying to say? Is it just that we're kind of being unlucky that every mistake we're making seems to be getting punished? Maybe we're getting away with them at the start of the season? Or do you think really it's just it's just Hibs not being good enough? Oh, no, I don't know. Because, I mean, look, you go, in, you go back into December and Hibs record back-to-back clean sheets away at Motherwell and away at Hamilton. Mm. Now, I know it's Motherwell and Hamilton, but still, you know, um, back-to-back clean sheets there and score seven goals in the process. So you, you, you're thinking, oh, well, the defence knows what it's doing. And then the, the late goal that Hibs concedes to Dundee United, and then it sort of like starts an unravelling. I mean, the goal uh, of Rangers isn't brilliant um, defensively. You know, like no one's tracking the run, the, the pass initially, and I mean the the Livingston just write that off. That third goal, um, I'm not gonna lie, but when I used to play um, six year Birmingham High School. I was far better than what that was. <laughs> so it, it was embarrassing watching that third goal go in. And it means, like, uh, I think the, the, the even even the, the Celtic goal on, uh, sorry, Monday night there, you've got uh, Matt Macy, I actually thought, did all right in goals. But it's How a sloppy kick out. Um, I'm not sure. Has it been mentioned? We'll come to that. Has it been mentioned to tall is? We'll come um, to that. No, but like um, the, the, the kick out from Macy is like the first thing he does wrong. Um, and it's, it's sloppy. Celtic pick up the ball. And Hibbs just very slow to react to the danger that Turnbull's facing. Personally, I don't think Steve McGinn needs to foul him on the edge of the box. I think that he could let, let him go. It's still a tough angle for him to get a shot away. There's a few Hibbs bodies in the way. Russia blood, like take nothing away from the free kick, although it shouldn't have stood because um, what well, Shane Duffy was in the wall, and as part of the new rules that uh, came in at the start of the season, uh, an attacking player cannot be within the wall or within like three yards of the wall. So it should have oh, really? been an indirect, should have been an indirect free kick tie there. And then, um, Stato himself, yet again, outstanding. hundred percent. Uh, I'm not just making this up because I'm a bitter, bitter Hibs fan. But, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. No, I think um, like that, it should never occur. But like, I think that that's like that goal was what it took to spark Hibs into life because mm. you saw after that they came back into it. Jamie Murphy looked interested again, and let's be honest. Uh, thankfully, the ball fell uh, to Kevin Nisbet and not Christian Deutsch. Yeah, but was, underrated. Well, he wouldn't have scored. Am I right in saying it? Is it Steve McGinn that wins a header at the back post? No, it's his brother Paul. 
Paul, was it? Paul, Paul McGinn. So Paul he got his, McGinn absolutely bitches David Turnbull to get the head on him. Got his, uh, you know, so he, he got his brother out of jail there. But if you watch That's the goal it. back, Kevin Nisbet's movement when that ball comes in, outstanding. He's standing at the back post. I think it's Welsh that's marking He's tracking him. tracking him, though. Yeah, but they won, mate. They won. He just walks away from intelligent, like intel, isn't it? But that that it just shows you strike, you know, striker's instinct. He, he pulls off someone, stands in the exact spot where the ball lands. It's uh, is it luck? Is it striker's instinct? Straight after, no, no, no. brilliant, outstanding. Um, we'll we'll pre well we'll go down then. Hibs and Kilmarnock this weekend then, Callum. Um, uh, they've lost Brophy, so. But we'll have to watch Kilty, a player that Hibs have been linked with in the past, uh, Kilty. But this is going to be a, a tricky game, I think, for Hibs. I don't think you know, home form hasn't been brilliant the last couple of years, let's be honest. Um, no, but I mean, Hibs have, Hibs have taken maximum points off Kilmarnock so far this season, which is something um, I think you're going to have to go back a few years the last time Hibs, Hibs did that. Um, even I couldn't uh, pull that out of the top of, the, top of my head. But um, I think that you know Hibs went through there... 1-1-0, beat them 2-1 at home on the opening day. I think that Kelly are a bit up and down. They got a good result uh, last week against Hamilton, but even still, they're, they're no firing on all cylinders. There's no Brophy, and they've still got good players in there. Buck, Malumbu, uh, the boy Kabamba, and you know the, the solids of just in, in Spain, in the, the middle of the park where you've got Power and Dicker, etc. So, I mean, they're not... They're not mugs, but realistically, Hedge should be winning this game. Yeah. Okay then, Ross. And it was a, a few weeks ago now. I don't think you want to be reminded of it, but it was a few Fridays ago, um, right at the start of 2021. It was Hearts against Dundee. It was a Saturday. Was it a Saturday? Was it was was Saturday. It? Or Saturday. Yeah. it was a nighttime game, though, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> right. Right, got, got that right. Um, I'm delighted that Ross brought up defending earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ross, what's our take on the start of? Uh, the camp 2021 20, for Hearts the fact that we've had one game and one loss I would say it's absolutely brutal mm. um, I've not been <laughs> it wasn't an enjoyable watch in the slightest I think the first half I don't know I thought it was alright <laughs> first half <laughs> it's the same it's effectively the same bowling it's played in for Charlie Adam and it's the fact that Jordan McGee's one of the scorers is embarrassing but Second um, younger uh, ever scorer run. for Hearts, would you believe, John McGee? Uh, I saw that, aye. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Aye. Uh, uh, Call me style. Okay, there you go. Well, I, was, I saw, that on, saw that online recently. Um, anyway. But I, th- I think second half, we kind of kicked in a wee bit of form, I think. Nielsen's also, you know, a boot on the backside, but where on earth Jack Hamilton rediscovered or has discovered more first and foremost his goalkeeping ability I don't know because Hearts should have scored a good few and if you're going for the Jack Hamilton the ability when he was at Hearts we go about 4-2 up in that mm. second half <laughs> the amount of chances because he was coming out and actually claiming crosses I couldn't believe uh, it it was, no, it, was, it was in the first half Byers that he caught I think he caught two or three um, in a row, and I was sitting watching it with Iona, and I, um, he, he used to go into the old inn where Iona watched, so Iona was like, oh, my wee pal Jack, and I'm like, he's absolutely brutal at football, but um, <laughs> the fact that he was able to catch a ball, I was like, Iona, you'll never guess, and she was like, what? Hamilton's caught a ball. Um, you know, it was, it was insane <laughs> how good he was all of a sudden. Uh, you, see him, form, like. Like, you see him at other times, he was just like, nah, like... 
it's just he forgets the rules like he forgets what he's doing he forgets that he's allowed to use his hands almost yeah the but, goal I remember uh, a goal that flashes Cal that, that goal that, was it Shinny that, Shinny that scored against Hearts a few seasons ago that was the one uh, wasn't it oh just goes was there. right through him yeah. just goes right through him yeah. um, so I think like um, Jack Hamilton probably should have been a hedge goalie uh, with his ability <laughs> um, How I mean I'll go to you Callum Because you've, you've dropped in One referee stat so far um, The biggest talking point Of the game Or one of the biggest Talking points of the game Happened in the first Right at the very start Of the game It was the, the Potential red oh, card uh, yeah. yeah It's red card for you it's, um, I, th- I think it's I think it's one of those That if it's made 20-25 minutes Into the game Then it probably Is a red card I mean <laughs> Don't get me wrong, he absolutely threw uh, Stevie Naismith in. Um, you know, at the time I was like, you know, first view and I was like, hard but fair, that's fine. You see it again and you go, ah, it's a little bit over the top. Uh, could there have been a, probably could have been a red um, in football these days, let's be honest. Mm. Um, challenges five years ago that were... I was a uh, disgrace. Not even... Uh, well, I mean, of course you would say that, but um, and the words of Fergie have killed him. What was more <laughs> disgraceful was um, your pal Berra's defending throughout, um, not just yeah, on, 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 on not only past Saturday, but I mean, his um, his defending all season for Hearts has been poor. Uh, it's not, it's he's, not good, been ideal, like, he's good. He's good as a winger, though. He's good on the wing. Um, <laughs> Fantastic! He's got good assists. Found a new position for him. I'm ashamed it's that, 15 years too late. Right to go on number seven last year. I know. Oh, is it? Um, the um, you know we we spoke about Hart's feelings against Dunfermline away from home, and it kind of seems that never learned from that. Didn't really learn the lessons, Ross. That's that's a bit frustrating, is it not? Nielsen's got to take part of the blame for that, is he not? For me. Well, ah, you, you've got to look at him because how many times have we said in our podcast he paid a bit of energy in that team and for some reason we, we seem to lack it. We had it when Irvin came on. You could see he was giving a bit and I think Charlie Adam was starting to bite a wee bit from towards the end as well. But you need that for the off. You need a bit of intensity because these aren't going to be easy games. Mm. When you play against part-time side and lower-end teams in the league, you're going to think, I ah, probably we can maybe get out of the second gear if you need to but when you're playing Dundee Dunfermline you need to be up there because they got challengers for this year and it shows with the two two defeats in the league against those two um, I had to laugh at was it Charlie Adam came out and said that McPake's tactics were go, go to better <laughs> everything on top of better and just go for them and mm. I was like aye that kind of shows you a wee bit as well but mm. I don't know I just um <clears throat> There's things that need to change, and I think the fact that we've we've not had a game since then, because obviously the that Scottish Cup the game Scottish was all Cup. played about three years later. Um, uh, God knows was. when God knows when we're going to play that now, but I think as we rest for them, I think it'll give time to get them to gel again and hopefully try and regroup. And with injuries that have came on. Um, Hopefully we can just push on from that now, but it's it's not been a, a great start mm. for twenty twenty one. No. Um how concerned should Hearts fans be, Callum, about you know, two away games against the two biggest sort of rivals this I mean, 
I'm calling them rivals, but they're probably the rivals to finish second in the league. Let, let, let's be honest. Um, but I mean, should Hearts fans be concerned going forward that Nielsen hasn't learnt from from the first game? You know what I mean? No, I mean, well, maybe that's a fair point. Um, maybe there should be a bit of a concern. I think, I think almost it's, um, you know, it's Niels, It's almost like when you're you're playing a video game and you're doing the like the, the the intro type thing, and it's just you're just wanting to skip it and get ahead into the actual game. And what's what hearts are this season is like the, this season in the championship is. The, yeah. the intro to the game like the walkthrough where it, it teaches you the buttons etc <laughs> like, and Hearts just want to skip ahead yeah. to next season and that's why I'm like I'm no too like if I was a Hearts fan I wouldn't be like I, I, I'd be annoyed that like, Hearts were losing games but at the same time I'm like look we're still going to win the league we're still going to go up this year you just almost sort of want like it's yeah. over with like um, I know it's a weird analogy no but actually Cam that's a, it's a great point because you know everyone speaks about Cam everyone speaks about you know Hearts have got a premiership team where, where does uh, Hearts prem, where would Hearts squad pitch in terms of uh, a, 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 in the premiership and everyone says I'm probably in about the, the third fourth fifth sort of place and this and this you're actually bang on the last time Hearts in the championship it was about rebuilding wasn't it with that young squad that they had it was about rebuilding again for, for having a go in the Premiership the next season, but this this season, Ross, it, it's like the complete opposite. Is we want to be in the Premiership now because our squad's there for it. So it's actually a fair point, Calm's made. That's an unbelievable analogy. <laughs> hold on one second. Let's not have the disbelief in your voice that I've made a good. Point. Well, when you started, it's, it's like when you're playing a video game, like, but you're well, starting the intro. <laughs> I was like, where's he coming with this? But I was, no, no. I was like, I thought, I thought, I I thought he was going on about his own bit at the start of this podcast. <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't remember, like, you know, when you're playing a video game and it's like the, the first level and they're like, press square to jump or, or X to jump, square to tuck and roll, I don't know. I'm like you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, league Hearts, action again. I just need to get back to being the predator, not the prey. Right? Correct. Uh, um, that's it. Right, they need to stop coming apart like a cheap suit or whatever it was. <laughs> you, you, all over like a cheap suit. No, but um, aye, sorry. Alva, this weekend then, Ross away from home, lost there last time, uh, in the in well, the in the cup. Um, should be back to win away, though, isn't it, Alva? Oh, com- comfortably, I would be very surprised if we don't get uh, a result three to four nil uh, against that mob. So. I think you will obviously we'll touch on it later, but new signing to breed into that team as well now. So, yeah, and hopefully we've got. I don't know if Michael Smith's back or not. I hope he is. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, I've seen a I seen a, a, a maybe a training tweet of him today, perhaps. So was that maybe yesterday? So I think he's That's back. Good. I think he's back. Right, Callum. I saw John Suter's back soon as well. Yeah, I've seen that. Callum, comfortable in for Hearts on this weekend. Uh, aye, aye. Yeah. Should okay. be right. Okay, on to our second part of the agenda then, and we're going to speak about the lower leagues. Um, if I, no, we're not. I'm cutting ahead. We've had some other games in 2021. Sorry about that. <laughs> we've had uh, we've had Ember City in the Scottish Cup. I feel that a game called off with with the weather that we had. I think away to Cowdenbeath. But last weekend they got their game on away to Airdrie. Uh, we said at the time that it was going to be a tough game. Uh, Airdrie going well in the league. Some some. Uh, top players that have been performing this this season 
But City have gone through there again. Callum and picked up a, a 1 0 win, as you see, with it, with a header flicking it to the back post. That's a, a really, really good result, actually. And it's disappointing that, that the league has now stopped for them. But it sets up a tie for them against Forfa in the next round, and that's certainly winnable. I think that um, for the first time, City have got a decent wee cup run. Um, they've not come up against like a well, like in, in the Scottish, because obviously they had a really good run in the challenge. Uh, the Petrified Challenge Cup. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Petrified is no, no, no. Petrified. Petrified. the League Cup. Right, Petrified. Um, that aye, that the one where they played the team from Wales, which yep. was ridiculous. By the way, we first cake or something. That's it. Yeah. Sonics. That's it. Um, no, but. Um, look, they've gone through Airdrie twice this season, and they've come away with one 0 wins. Yeah, you know you've 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 got to be happy um, with that. I think that uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I was surprised that they went through and picked up. Uh, well, I was about to say three points, but <laughs> went through, especially with all the all the talk around uh, Thomas Robert and how many teams are going to be watching him this year. But you know. That means absolutely nothing. It's a great result, and for far, that's 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 doable. Yeah, I think I, so. I think well they had four for a few seasons ago in the Scottish Cup, and uh, City went up there and won um, back in twenty sixteen twenty seventeen. So you know four for bottom. Away. Yeah, four away. I think so. That doesn't matter. Yeah, um, but no, that's a that's a that was a, a good win for City. It would have given them a lot of confidence. It's a shame that the league has stopped. We're going to go on to talk about that, but no great win. And actually, nice to see Uzi on the score sheet as well. I think um, a player, yeah, really good finish, getting low and, and sort of flicking that header to the back post. Um, really good performance, sort of resolute, a clean sheet as well. You know, watching the highlights back, some some meaty tackles and stuff in there. I don't think some of the Airdrie players liked or or uh, manager liked, but that's what you've got to do when you go away from home. You know, you're hard to beat, resolute, and. Um, That'll, that'll give them a lot of confidence hopefully the league can get started for them in a couple of weeks because it's going to be interesting to see how teams well, come back from this break we're going to speak about that in a bit but uh, one more game that's happened in 2021 and it was a one-all draw between two of our clubs Civil against Edinburgh Uni um, did either of you watch it? Nope um, No, wait, when was it on? I watched something else uh, oh, River, no, River, River City Omnibus oh, or something. Sure, I, uh, I, I watched the. Uh, well, yeah, did it, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jim, Jim, what? Did it? Did it? Did it give me any nonsense? I'll, River City. Well, it's, it's not as good as it Please used to be. Please tell me you don't see you watch that. Of course I do. <laughs> River oh, City, daft me. Right, Civil versus Ember Unit. Still, Civil the Ember Unit. Like no, it's shell suit Bob. Fat Bob's out of Urwilly. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, anyway, Sophie Anyway, Civil versus Edinburgh Uni. Um, watch the game in typical fashion. The first goal goes in when the streams um, when the streams not working, um, and then uh, you know Civil were fairly comfortable, but just didn't create enough chances for me. There was a couple of half chances in there, maybe a header. And I'm trying to think back to it now. Times have you said that this season? Yeah, just sort of, just feeling to create too many chances and then you kind of thought you know Ember Uni will probably end up getting an equaliser here the way it was going not that Ember Uni were creating chances but you just thought it'll kind of sum up Civil's sort of season really and then they've got possession of the ball I didn't realise it was actually that late in the game um, 
possession of the ball in you know in the Ember Uni half, but they give it away cheaply. One long ball forward, free kick given away because the boy was potentially in on goal, so he gets taken down, and then Conde puts in a, a great free kick, actually similar to David Turnbull's, but just from the other side, he sort of flicks the ball or chips the ball right into that top corner, and and Ember Uni come away with a point. Um, disappointing point from Civil's point of view because that's now I think maybe three draws in the row in the league maybe from from winning yes. positions yeah from winning positions Aye. you think Cumbernauld yeah, Cali Braves and, and Ember Uni yeah. yeah so potentially nine points turns into three how big could those that sort of six point swing be for them and, a, and a, where they want to finish this season but for Ember Uni Cam let's, awesome. let's take the positives from there that's them on five points I know they've played more games but five points Gap over over Vale. That's uh, that's a huge point for Ember Uni. It's it's massive. It's absolutely massive. And I think that um, you know let's let let's focus on the positives. You're absolutely spot on, and it's it's a great point to come so late on in the game because that's that's not a game that they would have yielded up points. You know, similar of taking care of Ember Uni the past few years. So it's. it's it's, it's one that they probably weren't looking at for uh, uh, picking up points, but to, to come away with a point is brilliant. I mean, God knows what's going to happen in three weeks' time, but uh, they're in a position right now where they've got the points on the board. And I've always said uh, it's always better to have points on the board than games in hand. Yeah. Always, always better, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't agree. Think we need to lecture, I don't think we need to lecture the uni on how, how important those games are. Yeah, yeah, huge. Okay. Yeah, huge. Five five points clear of, of, of Vale. Um, and, and, and a much better goal difference as well, I think. Well, although I think it took a bit of a dent with that, that still a uni game, but we'll uh, we'll bypass that. Great start of 2021 for, uh, uh, for the uni. Right, yes, we can now go on to our second point in the agenda. So I cut I went a bit too quick there. Uh, lower leagues have stopped then. They've stopped for, for the next... Uh, stopped for the next three weeks. I think that... Well, uh, I think the most disappointing... I think we'll start We'll start with the most disappointing thing um, for, for, for this... Suspe- suspension, postponement, whatever you want to call it, pause. It was the fact that I don't think SPL f- SPFL teams were even informed of the decision. Um, oh, really? Looking at, I think, Falkirk's statement today, uh, I think I heard it from somebody else the other day there, I think they pretty much first found out when it was announced. There wasn't any sort of prior discussion, uh, really, so I think that's that's fairly disappointing, really. Let's be honest. You think clubs should be better, better informed, um, but the decision's been made. Andrew, oh, Andrew, hold on one second. Are you honestly thinking that the SPFL as an organisation <laughs> would have the know-how or the ability to think of those things instead of just doing them? The SFA and the SPFL are, you know, very poor. The fact that Ian Maxwell was coming on Sky Sports News and saying that. Celtic have no case to answer for jetting off to Dubai um, in the midst of this pandemic. And then you've got Kilmarnock and St Mirren getting hauled up over coals, uh, the hot coals, like, oh my God, how could you do this? You're absolutely disgraces. Um, I just... Be careful now. Boggling, don't don't the whole don't, scenario. Don't get confused. That's two organisations, <laughs> and that's the that's the whole I know, I know. Uh, that's the whole debacle. But anyway, um, 
he'd been stopped for three weeks. I think it's this is purely purely opinion. Uh, I suppose yeah. I'll I'll give I'll give sort of mine first. I think at a time where what are we now? Ten months ago, nine months ago, um, numbers where they were, the whole of football was stopped uh, because of this this virus. I think at that time there was no test there was no test for the virus really so we had to you know medical experts made the virus uh, in my opinion and yet when the numbers were looking better I probably thought it probably was it was the right thing to bring football back because let's be honest we were getting really close to normality in terms of allowing people in your household and and things like that you're able to meet more people outside and things um, my opinion does sort of be there is if you can test then I think it is fair to play and I think the decision's been made that financially and this is what it probably comes down to is finance um, if you were able to test every single player from tier 1 to tier is it 7 uh, right now or maybe 8 then then perhaps football could continue but if you're not testing I just don't think at the time with our numbers where they are with people in hospital where they are I don't think you can if you're if you're not testing that's my opinion I'll come to you first Ross what, what's your take I don't think it'll only be three weeks, personally. Um, I think this is the start of it, just finishing. I can't see anything improving. Uh, listening to the updates and the, the kind of numbers that are going up, I can't see this. I can't see football kind of kicking on again. I think they've been fortunate to the championship and premiership sides by allowing the games to continue there. I can't see those leagues continuing much longer either I think they've got to pretty much stop the count effectively uh, in hand I think I don't know what you, it's a strange one because you can't you can't null and boil your league at this point because more than half the games have been played so you, you just award the titles there but do you think it was the, do you think it was the I mean, where do you stand on give it, if it is for a three weeks or it is maybe two months however long it goes for would you think it was probably the right decision to to put it sort of put it on on ice for the moment? Um, yes, I think put on ice at the moment. See how numbers perform and then get it back. But they've got some job of getting the fixtures back on board for that because mm. you've got cup games and stuff like that to come as well. Um, I think these these organisations have got a duty of care to their clubs and to the players. Yeah. Um, Yes, it's gonna. It's not going to be ideal for a financial aspect, but first and foremost, it's everyone's health that they've got to look out for in these these situations. So, I think um, I do agree with kind of putting that hold on because it, is there going to be a stringent test in place in lowland leagues and stuff like that, is or League Two teams and stuff like that as well? Can you get that done properly? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, but. Hmm. I would say it's probably the right decision at the moment. Callum looks like he disagrees, but no, 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 no. I was, I was, um, I was just sort of looking at making the face it, um, with you sort of saying, could they get a, a test for Lowland and lower league clubs? And that was my sort of no. I, I genuinely don't think that that's that's possible. I mean, I I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying um, about the full season, but I think Andrew wants to talk about that later, so I'll not I'll not say anything just now. I think um, in terms of it being the right decision, it's tough. It's tough, you know. Like, what do you do? What do you do? I mean, it's 
it's a horrible sort of situation to be in. Um, you know, this this new strain transmits a lot a lot quicker, a lot easier. Um, you know, it's what did they say? It's not as it's not as deadly, but it, it transmits um, a lot easier. There's um, the numbers are rising ridiculously high and tough. I think that football's been lucky in the fact that it was able to start up again especially and will continue when the pubs were shut in um, the hospitality industry basically came to a standstill but football was still allowed you know even at lone league level you're still able to go out and play so I think that um, for that reason I can understand why it stopped hopefully it's just for three weeks so the vaccine's there um, is, if, if that gets gets rolled out better I would get a vaccine well if the vaccine will out was in place and I think that we can get football back in three weeks if, if the numbers come down and things are looking better but um, the fact that the, the championship is still able to play I would I would wonder look are they tested because I know that the premiership clubs need to do that so I mean well my I, understanding now is also. yeah but my understanding now is what I was saying is that I think they are going to be testing and that's why they're allowed to to can now continue playing I think that's what I, I, I don't know I think that's what I read I'm not you know, if you're, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but that was my understanding is that because they're in a position to now potentially test, perhaps more finances coming in, then they allow those leagues um, to continue. I mean, I, oh. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I've seen player, you know, there's been a lot of, I, I think Ross' point was 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 valid there. Is at the end of the day, there's a, a a duty of care for for to look after the welfare of of everyone involved in football and. If you're not testing, then you you can't really ensure that everyone is safe when they go onto a football pitch. If you're not if you're not testing, and and, and I think that I think the decision with the numbers that they are had to be made, and I think actually the right decision has been made as long as everyone that is playing is is being tested. That's kind of where where where, where my head's at. Because I think of it from Edinburgh City's point of view, it's. It might be if it is just three weeks. If you think of it from a football point of view, uh, if the season can't get can get back up and running, this break might not be a bad thing for them to to reset, get everyone one hundred percent fit again, Callum, and and it might disrupt teams that have had a really good start to the season. So it might it could actually potentially well, go two ways for them. I I think that um, you know for the first time uh, we're saying that a break is is actually a good thing for them. Because you look at. Uh, Look at last year, and it definitely wasn't. You know, I think that even though they were uh, eight hundred points off Cove, I think that they they hadn't conceded that title yet. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, it was a tough ask, but still, you know, they, they definitely would have had playoffs and there was a good chance of them potentially going up last year. So, yeah, I think um, this this year with um, the, the up and down form that we've seen from Edinburgh, say, I think uh, a wee three week uh, break isn't perhaps the worst thing. Them. Mm, mm. Yeah, and then if we look at uh, the lone league, because it's the teams that that uh, you know, it's a league that affects three of our sides. Um, you know, we've said before, but SPFL they did a reduced season out with the out with the Premiership. Um, so they've kind of bought a little bit of time with nine games sort of in the bank, if that makes sense in terms of they're not playing the final nine games. But the lowly league in a, in, a, in a different ball game because they've gone full season and it's um, it's 
it's pressure on now, even a three-week break, because you think about the last two weeks of weather, Ross, has been very poor. We've had pretty much no games in the last... Well, we've had one game out of our three sides. We've had one game for, for, for three Lone League sides in 2021. Was, that, was, so not far. One game, was not one game played in the whole... Oh, no, there was no games played in one of the fixture lists during the week, wasn't there? Yeah. Or so, during that Christmas period. Yeah, so in 2021 so far... You know, we're now two weeks in. We've had one lonely game out of three uh, of the lonely sides that we have. So not only we're up against it weather-wise, but with a if it is just three weeks, well, that's five weeks gone. And let's be honest, if it's a three-week break, you can't just say, right, that's Monday, games can start again Saturday, if guys haven't been training. You can't just... You're going to have to give teams another week or two weeks to get back up to full fitness. Um, so you're potentially looking at... a Maybe a six, seven week layoff. Best case scenario for me. Pressure's on. <laughs> Aye, well, they should never, they should never have made it a full fixture um, season card for it. Um, we mentioned at the start where you've got championship, everything below the Premiership was obviously starting. That was doing a half season, and for some bizarre reason, the only decided now nah, we're fine. We'll go for the full fixture. We spoke about it at the start of the season. We said. Whether when weather comes into it, whether there'll be a big impact on that, and there's the possibility of this affecting it as well, and we've just been proved right, unfortunately. Um, it's not it's not an ideal situation for for any team, but I think the Lowland League, the, the head chiefs are kind of they've got a bit of answering to do. I think now you've got to start to think where their heads been at, and, and if it comes. Fingers crossed, touch wood, obviously, this season, if the games can kick off again, um, they've got a big decision on their hands on what they do. Because mm. effectively, what they're going to have to do is extend that season out, and that will affect next season as well with that. And the so, problem they've got, it's actually, it's a, it's, a, it's a good point that Ross makes, Callum, because we've seen the. Uh, I think pretty much the playoffs are set in stone of where they're to be. I think I'm a right calm with discussions in the past. I remember that. I remember at Edinburgh City when I was there, we I think it was the second season because there was, um, it was the second season. The season we went up. I think with the winter we had, it was a poor winter. We had games postponed, and the pressure was on because the the playoffs could not be moved, and we had league games, and we ended up playing two league games after. We'd been promoted. We played, <laughs> we played Whitehill and Vale Leathen when we'd already gone up and won the league. But if if we never got those games in beforehand, then with the playoffs, wouldn't I don't know what would have happened if we never managed to win the league in time. But um, it's an interesting point that Ross makes because if the playoffs can't be moved, then you're going to have to play now three, four games a week, maybe. Well. Well, let's 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 be honest here, right? Um, first of all, the season started in late October, or sorry, mid October. Yeah. Right. So already there was two and a half months of the season missing. Yeah. And for the top brass at the Lonely to think, Ken, what's a great idea? Let's play the full cards this year, and it's not even. Do you know what makes it even worse? is the fact that there's an extra team in the league this year. There's 17 teams in the league. So it's an extra two games this year. 
you know, when the, it was it was it was 30, 30 games. Like, well, um, you know, the, the normal season is thirty games. Mm. The extra two games mm. that you're adding on. The- <laughs> yeah, but I look at you know. Okay, so I've just looked at the league table there uh, of the Lone League. How many team games of teams got left? Um, compared to like League Two, so you look at League Two, a lot of them have maybe 17, 18 games still left to play. They're only maybe like one quarter of the way through the season. A lot of them have played nine games so far, um, so still quite a number of games still to play in in, in League Two. And I look at the Lone League though, and a lot of the, you know Kelty have played thirteen, so they've still got you know they've still got maybe nineteen games left to play. Um, East Coast they've got. 20 games to play Bones have got 22 games still to play um, so it's and it's close I mean can you, can you honestly call a season can you call the winners after 13 league games in absolutely not nah no chance absolutely not and the thing is every single like um, argument about breaking last year like surviving relegation now fair enough I, they, they might have got away with it but I mean, well, they got away with avoiding a playoff. There's no automatic relegation, so the amount of people that said that they should have just been relegated, like the wind boil your head. But this, the incompetence shown by the Lone League this year, will see a club in League Two stay up again because there's no way that a full season will be played, and that is how a club in League Two will survive again because of short sightedness at the start of the season, mm. and it is a disgrace. That the pyramid is not being allowed to function the way it should. Look at the Highland League; they've got fourteen odd games to play, right? Because they started the season in December. Absolutely nonsense. They went half, of, and they went they went half a season, so they know that if they do restart, they've maybe only got twelve games to to maybe get through now. Yeah. Um, which is in theory, you could probably do that over the course of um, well, what were we thinking? If you played two games a week. You could get through it fairly quickly, I think. I forgot to mention this on the Hibs side of things. Oh, I've got to congratulate Lewis Stevenson on making 500 appearances for... <laughs> Actually, I, was, I, I, was, I was going to say, I, I was reading a story um, and I was like, what's your favourite memory of Lewis Stevenson? Um, oh, don't do that as a podcast puzzler. Uh, <laughs> I thought you would have said, you know, let's be honest, Lewis Stevenson... Me, me, beat, played, me, beat him, me getting more money than I'm at a race... Uh, race night. Race night. Um, I think I think my favourite memory of Lewis Stevenson was Stobie and I were through at Livingston, and Stevenson goes to cross a ball in, and I was like, "Oh fuck, there's no one there." Um, and someone was like, "Oh, he's trying his best," um, or lay off or something. I was like, "Not." I mean, the cross was useless. And then the boy in front uh, turns back to me and says. Oh well, everyone ran the front post, and I went, "Well, fucking cross it there, then." You know, like that's that's what you should yeah. do, Stevenson. Um, I think that's my favourite abiding memory of Lewis Stevenson. Wait, what's your favourite memory, Stevenson? Um, either his goal at Ibrox um, a few seasons ago when we're in the championship, or probably when he asked to stand next to me in the team photo. Before the Edinburgh City versus Hibs friendly at Meadowbank, um, yourself. he asked. You, you, he you asked two, specifically. Yeah, talking about, talking about Walters. Talking about Walters. You, you, two, you two actually look like bombers there. Two transfers in because the 
well, the transfer window's opened up. So we'll start with Hearts this time, Ross. Uh, two questions, I suppose. Gary Mackay, Stephen, how happy at that signing? And where do Hearts have to strengthen in January as they look ahead for the remainder of the season? Happy, very happy with the signing uh, GMS. GMS is Gorgie, as Hearts say. Um, just hope he stays away for the the water relief. If he's not going anywhere near there, he'll be all right. Um, nah, I think he's the kind of player we need. He's got a bit of um, electricity in his game and he'll hopefully give a wee boost to the team. I think could be that wee bit of energy we need in certain aspects. So I'm hoping he can do it and have a look at his highlight reel. He's, he likes a goal against Hibs as well, so he'll do well at Hearts, I think. Here's, here's a oh. stat for you that you will you will absolutely oh, love. Go. Uh, Gary McKay Stephen in his Aberdeen career scored seven goals from open play. Six of them came against Hibernian. Fantastic. 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 I think, I think we previously just discussed that with defence, I think. Um, the centre of defence, I think, is a, a massive aspect we need to improve on. Because um, it's, it's quite clear that Popescu is not not good enough at this level, or good enough for Hearts. If the fact that his bear has not been ideal, but he's, he's still playing week in, week out. So he's... Popescu's not been able to budge him for some reason mm. so that's an aspect and I think potentially uh, uh, middle of the park I would say get another bit of pace in there I think because that, that lacks I think there's there's mere pace in this podcast but <laughs> we'll um, yeah but a decent decent start I think you know I just um, Freer and Roberts just don't don't don't, 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 no, do it. don't do don't do it for me. Your your third choice. Lafferty is a free agent. <laughs> See that. Big, big um, but no, I think that the, the signing of Mackay Stephen makes sense, doesn't it? A winger that that Hearts spoke about. Yeah. Three, two out of three haven't worked uh, so far for me. I think Janelli probably has worked. I know he hasn't played loads of games, but so far the signs look fairly good. So. Him on one side and Gary McKay, Stephen the other, and, and Hearts onto on a good one there, I think. Hey, on to Hibbs then. Callum, and it's two signings so far. Um, six foot seven, Macy, and uh, Jackson Irvin. So, two. Um, yeah. Possibly the coolest guy in world football. Yeah. Um, he looks like an absolute scat, mate. Um, you have obviously not seen the absolute hipster photo of him sporting, I think, like a, a, a red in the 90s. Parma. In the 90s, Parma top. Yeah. And he's cool ah, as. Um, but he also, in his presentation photo for Hibs, he looks like when you've ordered Jack Sparrow on Wish. Oh, I tell you, he'll be twice the player in Ryan Edwards. So, um, no, I think. I think uh, that's what I've been happy with. Said at the start of the season, wanted him. So delighted with that sort of line. Macy, no idea, but he, he was impressive enough, I think, on Monday night against Celtic. I thought, um, other than one wee faux pas with a, with a kick, I think you weren't happy 
with his positioning at the, the free kick, but that's that's goalies union. You just um, coming out. Uh, but I think, Do you think his distribution was good uh, overall. Look, I'm not, I, 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 thought, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I didn't actually, if I'm honest, I, I didn't actually notice it really in the game. If I'm, if, ah, <laughs> if I'm honest, apart from that one really bad one that led to the led to the the free kick. Call, call, call uh, the old fashioned. Like, the first half I saw him, I, I, he got away with a lot of kicks. I thought in my mind because they were they it could have easily been caught out mm. by midfield pushing up. Like, call me old fashioned, but realistically, I want my goalkeeper to save shots. I want my defenders to defend. You know, that's that, like I'm. I'm not interested in this like right backs that need to um, be unbelievable crossers of the ball. Yeah. So how important drink? A half decent. So what does Jackson Irvine bring to the Hibs side then that the Hibs don't have right now, Cal? Um, quality. Okay. I, I, think, I, think, I think that he's a, he's a very good player. I think uh, box to box, um, he's going to bring energy to that midfield because I think that with Gogic and Newell in there, it's, it's too slow. Newell needs another body in there so that he can do his wee tricks and turns, etc. Because he, he does have ability, but it's just when it's just him and Gogic, he's not got the, the time to show it. So another body in there gives him a little Is bit Newell of. Is injured now? No. Um, no. No. Was it just a precaution that got taken off? Yeah. But I mean, like, um, if if I'm looking at who Hibs should be bringing in uh, during this window, then, I mean, well, they have a contract for them. So we, you and I spoke about this yesterday. Um, there's Alan Campbell at Motherwell, there's Declan Gallagher, Gallagher at Motherwell, and there's Stuart Finlay at Kilmarnock. And three, those three would absolutely stroll there's players around the league that Hibs could sign that would improve um, I think that Hibs should be breaking the bag to get Alan Campbell I think every club in Scotland possibly out with the old firm should be breaking the bag to get Alan Campbell Good I, think he's a, Good I think he's a fantastic player I think if you're talking about the Hearts midfield and what the Hearts need he would like literally just sum up everything like, I mean he's exactly what Hibs need he's exactly what Hearts need just ability hmm. energy drive determination he's just got everything you know, um, well, it's, no Hibs, it's no Hibs he'll be signing for then. It'll be Real Madrid the way you're talking about him. Um, right, <laughs> right. The uh, uh, but one that's been strongly rumoured, Callum, is Chris Kazan. It seems it is close. It's been close for the past week, apparently. If it if it happens, is that a, trial, it's not. is that a good a good signing? I, well, aye, that's a good signing. Chris Kazan's a good player, and I think that um, that's that's another one that you come in and he improves Hibs instantly. You know, he's it's, it's a better player than what Hibs have. And then, you know, I'm I'm just, I'm waiting on Scott Allen to come back and, you know, Hibs to tweet, oh, it's like a new signing. And it's like, no, none of that nonsense. I want none of that. Because I saw Hearts sort of make, like, I'm sure I saw someone like, oh, John Suter will be like a new signing for Hearts. And I'm like, no, cut that shit. Sorry. <laughs> cut that nonsense. <laughs> cut, cut that nonsense out, right? They were signed at the start of the season. They're not a new signing. None of this, none of this nonsense. So, like, it would be great for um, Hibs and Hearts. I can't wait for him to come back and you say that. Um, well, it's like exactly. a new signing. I, I, will, I will not be saying that. I will not be saying that. But um, no, I think I think that it's a big window for for Hibs. They need to need to add quality, and hopefully, yeah, mid- mid- midfield. Can... Yeah, it's good start. Midfield, definitely an area. Defense, defense is yeah. where you need to improve. I, I personally, well, yes, I think. I've, 
I think maybe long term. Sorry, so, yeah, sorry. I think perhaps you know a pre-contract with someone would be great towards looking towards the end of the season. I think right now, I think if I was to pick a priority for Hibs, if Cadden comes in with Irvin. I think midfield is a big tick in terms of the short term, absolutely, because I think that was a definitely a point. I think we need a striker from now until the end of the season. I just think there's too much, yeah. too much reliant on on Kevin Nisbet. Don't get me wrong, I'm uh-huh. absolutely delighted we've got him, but I think we need another striker. I think Doidge is good for for certain scenarios. Um, what sitting on the bench? But he takes up. To, he, 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 no, no. I think he can. He can hand it. He can. He can make it awkward for defenders. I think games against the old firm, he's done well because he makes it difficult for centre halves. But I'd like something a little bit different up there, and I think a striker would 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 be a big a big option. But uh, there we are. The only good thing Doidge has done is appeared in that boy's FIFA video. <laughs> no. no, it's actually because of Johnson. That boy's class. FIFA card video. That's about the only good thing he's done. Nah, nah. Chipped him. He has, he, he's chipped him a big. He chipped him a big goals. Just doesn't. He chipped him a big goals. He, he has. He has. But uh, another striking option, preferably. Right. We will, we're running. We're running out of uh, running out of time. So on to our. I was going to do this at the end of twenty twenty, but uh, we weren't able to. So we'll do it in the first episode back. Your most memorable game or your favourite game from from twenty twenty. So we'll come to you, Ross. Cause I know that you had yours uh, decided on yours. So what are your two ge- your your favourite yeah. games from twenty twenty? I've got I've got two, uh, and it's actually from both of this season because mm-hmm. um, I couldn't really remember past last year. Um, I think uh, civil service versus Kelty because it was the first game I actually went to go. And watch live this season. I mm-hmm. think that was a big thing for me. Um, so big thank you to Civil for accommodating us for that day. And oh, I can be daft if I didn't didn't mention the Derby win in the semi final. Yeah, I think that's a massive one. That that the exuberance of me after Boyce scored his penalty. Um, I thought that was a great game. Yeah, unsur- uh, unsur- you know, uh, an unsurprising prick certainly uh, pick the same code. <laughs> Get to cut that out. I tell you, that should be your Twitter bio, uh, bio bios, uh, or your Tinder bio, actually. Um, no, <laughs> and Callum, what's your, what's your favourite game from, from 2020? Or games? To be fair, it's tough because obviously, you know, I, I think about nine months and I'm like, um, the way Hibs ended. Before, uh, like just, just like it was back to back three one defeat, so it wasn't exactly brilliant. Um, there was the pump in Inverness, but I mean that's hardly brilliant. There was I'm trying to think a Lowland League game. I was at Civil against Spartans with Archie Roos goal, which was very surprising to be fair. Um, so I'd probably say that that was that was my game of twenty twenty because. I mean, I can't really pick a, a Hibs draw or something like that. I know. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I, we'll, I think. I'll... Yeah, I think for me, I think I'm. I think so. Yeah. So civil versus just that sort of local Edinburgh derby. It was a really competitive uh, game, wasn't it? And it was a pretty much a world day to to, to win it, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Uh, good finish. Fair play. Um, I think mine actually comes from Spartans. Would you believe in 2020, and it was the last. Game of any of our sides before lockdown. That's how long ago this was. 
and it was East Coast Blade One Spartans Four at K Park. It was uh, a, of course. Yeah, uh, it was up in, it was a, a performance which we were waiting on for Spartans, wasn't it? It was we'd said all along that it's about time they really stood up, and, it, and that was the the performance for for them, and it was the, the, uh, well, it's, uh, especially against you know one of the one of the. Um, the sort of top four, top five clubs in the league, and I think, um, especially against East Coast it's been poor viewing um, at times. But that that certainly was um, a stunning performance. Yeah, yeah. Was the Civil Celtic game that the three of us went to? Was that last season? That was as well. Yeah, that, 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 that was. That was. That was our first game. Was that this year? Twenty twenty. Yep, fifteenth of January. I think when I was looking back at dates. So, yeah. To be fair, twenty twenty feels like it was. And then, and then we went to see um, a Spartans game. You know, I think they were playing right. Sterling Uni. Uh, Sterling Uni, aye. Because yeah, we walked in just as I think Geddes scored um, for Sterling Uni. But that Spartans. Was that a fat boy? For a celebration? <laughs> uh, the gaffer, aye. Ah, he did the, yeah, he did, the, he did the belly celebration, I'm sure. He, actually, he, did, actually. he did, he did, he did. Um, yeah. But uh, Spartans, Spartans got it back and, and won in the end. Yeah. So there um, we are. Right. I can't even remember that score. Thank you for listening. And uh, yes, uh, football may have stopped, or majority of football may have stopped, but the pod- the podcast won't. So I hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll see you again next week. I've been Andrew, I've been joined by Ross and Callum, and that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast. <laughs>